Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, audio only edition, Senior Bowl week. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, fresh off Championship Sunday in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, got to watch San Francisco take on Kansas City in two weeks' time, but a lot to break down between now and then. Bo, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, it's a little bittersweet of a Monday morning, right? Uh, we're going to be taking off, as you mentioned, from Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Going to catch up with some good Cardinals coaches, some of the top prospects entering the 2024 draft. But then the fact that Brock Purdy and the fraudulent 49ers were gift-wrapped a, another trip to the Super Bowl, uh, I'm in a, in a bit of mourning for that. That was that was a tough game to watch when, when yeah. you saw how it played out. and. You know, Dan Campbell and, and how he made those decisions going fourth down. Like I think that's going to be pretty similar to how Jonathan Gannon would probably call it too. Um, but just to see them benefit from that, and, and like it, it, like Benjamin Solak of the Ringer nailed it, just kind of pointing out like the the bigger I guess miscues for the Detroit outside of going for it in those two key situations were probably what sank the Lions. But great story, and it continues to show like how quick you can turn things around. But at the same time, we're going to have to stomach, you know, this 49ers team for the next two weeks and hopefully not beyond that. Hopefully the uh, Kansas city chiefs can continue their, their streak and, and maybe make it back to back. I don't know. You're rooting for the chiefs at this point. Oh yeah. I mean, like you and I, we like, we, we hate San Francisco, but we can be impartial. Like they have the best players. Like no one can say, that they're not the best team. They are the best collective unit. It's a super team, um, and they should be winning. They were the number one seed in a bad NFC postseason this year where the two seed got blown out in the first round in the Dallas Cowboys. So, like, I expected San Francisco to win, but how it went down, to your point, was gut-wrenching. Because, like, last week, even when Green Bay was up, like, I never felt comfortable. That's why I put – I took – I think I got San Francisco, like, live last week on DraftKings at, like, minus 115 when they were down – and I made some money off of that. And then today I'm watching the game and it's it's 24 to 7 and a half time. And I got on DraftKings and I had like 22 bucks in my account that I had forgotten about because I hit on a Josh Allen anytime touchdown last week. And I'm like, should I just put this on the Niner money line? And then that way, you know, I feel good about this either way. This is money I didn't know I had and I didn't do it. And I the Niners were plus 240 at halftime, down 17 points. Think about that. 
plus 240. And I'm like, my best friend's Alliance fan, I'm like, I can't bet on the Niners this week. And then the moment the third quarter started and it fell apart for Detroit, yeah. I'm like, this is this is done. So yeah, it sucks because I do you know what emotional hedging. Like I, I don't yeah. know somebody who emotionally hedges as well as Johnny Venerable. I mean, you oh, know, thank you. I appreciate that. Don't those- they kind of remind you? And it's it's coincidental that they're also in San Francisco, but like they remind me of the Warriors. Like they their personnel is so elite where you can they can score at any moment. Debo and Ayuk and George Kittle and McCaffrey and Juwan Jennings and Trent Williams. Like it just feels like you you have to play a perfect game and like it's the same thing like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant used to do is like they could have raised twenty point margins and you'd be like what did i just watch that's what this feels like watching them I mean, it, it felt like it was all lions that entire first half it couldn't have gone any better and then they give them this sliver of hope to open up the second half and you're right like they they're relentless and they they took that that little narrow opening and took advantage of it and next thing you know they're uh, punching their ticket to Las Vegas and, you know, we'll be there in Vegas and we're going to get to talk to all the you know, celebrities and athletes leading up to the game. And, and you're going to have to make, decipher, you know, is the, is the best roster, which is the Niners mm-hmm. and the team that's going to get done, or is it going to be the team that's got the experience in, in Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who have seemed to find themselves in, in uh, like literally, you know, Mahomes to Kelsey has been so clutch the last two weeks and this run back to the Super Bowl, like, are you going to go? Are you going to bet on the successor to Tom Brady as, as the quarterback in Mahomes? Or are you going to bet on the the best overall team? And it's going to be it's going to be a great conversation. But at the same time, uh, it, it pains me to, to say that we have to have that combo about San Francisco. I love for them because we talked about it. We've talked about it a couple times, but like the window's not. They didn't break the window open. Like this is this they've got a, like this is their window right now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, I mean like look at the Lions. Like Javon Hargraves, who was mm-hmm. over thirty, they signed him. They traded for Chase Young, who was kind of up and down today. Like this is an on team. That's why these near losses are so detrimental if you're a Cardinal fan because it's like they're teetering on blowing this window because they'll never get a McCaffrey season like they just had and. You know, they've they've t- here's what they deserve credit for. As much as we chastise them here in the playoffs, like they did work to get the one seed this year. Like they got the one seed. And if you get the one seed, you get to play at home and you get the benefit of playing, you know, Green Bay, the seventh seed in round two. And then, you know, I love Detroit, but like they're, you know, they've never been this far. Like you get you get outliers. There's no like like say what you want about Baltimore and Buffalo, like those teams are in it like <clears throat> to contend every year and they get down to the end of the line in the AFC. Like I, San Francisco got to feast on a bunch of teams that were new to the scene this year. Like Philadelphia was off their game. Dallas is a big time fraud. So, and you, you're rewarded because you get the one seed. So, I mean, I, I've, San Francisco's favored. Like I, I'm desperately hoping Kansas City wins. I, I don't know how you bet against San Francisco right now, though, with their personnel. Right. We'll see if Brock Purdy can make the throw that uh, oh my Jimmy God. G couldn't make you know, a couple of years ago. So if he can't uh, make it, it'll just hit off a chief. Def- it'll hit off Trent McDuffie's face mask and <laughs> land into Ayuk's hands oh, for right a touchdown. There, right. Oh, man. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're licking our wounds that way. But, you know, I mean, Detroit – 
as we kind of uh, in, you know, their, their eulogy as we did the Eagles eulogy a couple of weeks ago, it's a little bit more a celebration of, of life celebration of hope for rebuilding teams and how quick they did it. I mean, this was a team in, in Dan Campbell took over the reins and it was kind of like a, kind of a sideshow. It was kind of like, okay, here's this guy. He's hilarious in his press conference and, and this and that. And then, at the end of it, like they beat the Cardinals late that season, they dismantled the Cardinals late in that mm-hmm. year and kind of find a little momentum and very similar. Like there was belief within the locker room and that's all that needed to be there. And also, you know, in, in the Motor City, I think that the fan base was was following as well, maybe not as strongly as it is here. And then the next year they come out kind of flat, had some tough luck losses. I think they started like one and seven and then they finished uh, nine and eight and narrowly miss out on the playoffs, even though a big, you know, Sunday night win over, you know, sending Aaron Rodgers and ending his Green Bay Packers career uh, out of the playoffs, knocking them out. And then this year open up the season, which what we thought was going to be the, a, a, a rematch of the season opening game against the chiefs. Um, and they, they showed that like you can rebuild the team in a cap league with draft capital and uh, savvy signings really quickly, especially with good quarterback play. Yeah, and it also helps the Cardinals have somebody who's integral in Detroit's rebuild, and Dave Sears now part of their scouting and developing. So, you know, is it going to be apples to oranges? Probably not. And, you know, the NFC North is not the NFC West. It's going to be infinitely more difficult to overcome McVay and Shanahan. But Cardinals have the bones, the skeleton, the infrastructure to take the next step next year. Like you outlined it. First year in Detroit, just like the Cardinals did, full-blown rebuild, even with Goff and subsequently Kyler Murray at the helm. Next year, it's like, okay, what did the Lions do in year two? They had a winning record. They were 9-8. and eight, Just missed the playoffs. Could have easily made the playoffs. And then this year, it was the culmination of the rebuild where the roster is stacked with, with young talent, proven talent. And we even if they never win a Super Bowl, like they're going to be in the mix now. Uh, and that's what the Cardinals are aspiring to, to be and to do. So... Um, yeah, I, I think the Cardinals rebuild is going to be expedited because I think Kyler Murray is going to have a better season than what Jared Goff had in, in, in 2022. I think, I think Kyler Murray's season is going to be enough to warrant Pro Bowl consideration. And just because I feel like Goff ha- has always had limitations and they built up the, the line and the skill players. And Kyler Murray it was the number one overall pick with a special skill set. I think the Cardinals are going to be able to utilize much better than this year coming off a torn ACL. So I'm I'm hopeful. I don't think the Cardinals nor the Lions are fraudulent. I do think the Chicago Bears are a little bit fraudulent. Uh, if you hadn't seen this this weekend, abruptly out of nowhere, the Bears put out a QB1 hype video in relation to Justin Fields. And Bear fans went or in a tizzy basically saying like, this confirms it. And then, of course, our, our guy Benjamin Albright uh, either quote tweeted or commented like this is when the Cardinals said like Rosen's our guy. Uh, and I think it's even more watered down than that, Bo. I think it's very much like, hey, let's just celebrate Justin Fields today because he's been a good soldier. But he's yeah, that's much to do about nothing. Right. You know, um, it's interesting. You talk about Fields and, and just his job and, and what his job is. And, and then you look at, you know, what maybe the tasks in, in what a social media manager needs to do and accomplish Mm -hmm. running (laughs) the feed of an NFL team. And that's to probably spark engagement. And I think that's really all that was like, 
it was a little bit less. It was less definitive. Like, I don't even think we'll get to the point where Eberflus or Poles give him that even Josh is our guy type quote. You know, we'll be there if he does at the combine this year, but I don't even think it's going to get to that point. Um, Yeah, this is just a social media manager looking at the highlights. This is a guy that, that flashes, especially as far as the tape goes. And, you know, it's somebody that, that is polarizing, even in the fan base that you put it out there and you're going to get people in your mentions. You're going to get people in the replies. You're going to get people quote tweeting it. You're going to get you outside the fan base engaging in this. And that's exactly what it is. But, you know, they can, they can put out as many highlights as they want. Caleb Williams still remains the top prospect in this draft, still plays the quarterback position and he still remains the favorite to go to Chicago with the top pick in the 2024 draft. I mean, it just doesn't change anything. Like there's some things that are above people's pay grade in social media manager for the Chicago bears. I'm sure they're good at their job. They don't have any insight as far as what direction the bears are going to go. And I think that this thing has been telegraphed just by all the variables that play here that you and I outline, I feel like on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean like the scouts job and the evaluation period beginning now and has continued on from the 2023 season is just to pick the best player at the quarterback position. If you're the Chicago bears and like there, no one can dispute that Justin Fields is a better player than Caleb Williams as a, just a thrower of the football. Um, So if that's, the conversation that you're having, like it lasts for like 10 minutes. And again, like, and even unlike Rosen, Rosen was on a really bad, historically bad team. I mean, you sold the the potential and promise of Rosen to the dolphins in the second round. That's why you got a second round pick. Like this is, this could be just the end for Justin Fields in terms of like, this is his ceiling mm-hmm. 15 to 17 touchdown passes, seven to 10 rushing touchdowns. Like that's, it's a great year for Justin Fields. I hope that that for his sake, that's not his ceiling, but like three years in injuries and, uh, you know, 10 wins in total. Like we know what he is for the most part. Like you don't, you don't have a ton of time in the NFL to prove yourself over a five to seven year period. You're, you either pop or you don't like CJ Straub made that a priority this year for other teams. Like shit, we got to get, we got to get a guy, you know, you either Mm -hmm. got a guy or you don't have a guy. And if you're waiting around for a guy who's won, you know, 33% of his games through three years. It's just like, mm, we probably should pivot to this guy that people consider to be a generational prospect. So I, it's, I have, I am so beyond that conversation because you and I both feel very comfortable in the bears and what they're doing. Like we have firmly moved on to the Patriots and what's going to happen with Jaden Daniels, which is crazy because like, if you looked at our mentions and what we would talk about on the show from like Thanksgiving onward, it was very much like, what are they going to do with fields? What information can we get? And it really feels like the minute that they got embarrassed at Lambeau Field, didn't make the playoffs, and J- and Jordan Love had his you know ascension. Lions did what they did. You heard everybody in the tea leaves on social media. The insiders just like they're considering Caleb Williams. They're going to go with Caleb Williams. Well, of course they are. So I think it's I think even probably like 50, 60% of bear fans were just like, yeah, this is probably the right move. If not more, like even our friends at CHGO Bowl were just like, yeah, this, as much as I like fields, the person and feel like maybe the bears did him a disservice as a franchise. Like you have to take Caleb Williams. Yeah. It, it just makes too much damn sense. I mean, even Adam Hogue was saying going into the uh, Christmas Eve game between the Cardinals and bears. And we got to chat with him. He's so dialed in, you know, it's, even when, 
the perceived hot streak for Justin Fields, which when you look at the numbers, it wasn't that great. And mm-hmm. and I still believe like he is the Bears version of of Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a different position and it's it's great a more important position. I just like you can look at and you can talk yourself into it and you can bend the statistics, like the stats mm-hmm. tell you like, Hey, this is a productive football player. And then you see the, just the ability. Right. And you're like, why? Yeah. Why would you give up on this guy? He's right there. You've got him. He's in house. And then you, you, you realize that there needs to be a consistent down the down impact that mm-hmm. those players don't possess. Yeah. feels like right now he doesn't have it. And, Simmons still didn't get it when he went to the Giants, right? Remember when Wink Martindale was supposed to unlock him? Never happened. Um, it's just sometimes some have it, some don't. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but, like, those are the players, especially at the quarterback position, that'll get you fired, right? Because they're not consistent enough. They're not making the – they're not getting in rhythm as a passer and making enough throws to win football games. And that's unfortunate but that's reality. Like you can watch him like, look at these highlights, look at this athleticism, look at it. He can throw the ball this far, but consistently is he making the throws necessary to win football games? And right now doesn't possess it. And the clock has run out as far as where you, and then, you know, as far as what the bears were gifted once again, with the top overall pick and a prospect standing there, uh, Ready to be selected, and Caleb Williams. So yeah, you you can't trade the first overall pick twice in the drafts, even though one of them didn't come from your. You traded out of, of selecting Bryce Young, but you you still passed on C.J. Stroud. Yeah, you'll always have to wear that. You all like you'll always have to like just at the Cardinals. Like Cardinals have Kyler Murray. If the Cardinals were picking second and they passed on Drake May or Jaden Daniels, and those guys turned out to be studs, they'd have to wear that too. Mm-hmm. That's just the NFL. Um. You can say, oh, I'm comfortable with our guy, but not when you have the first ticket in line. Not yeah. when you have when you've got the key to a quarterback rich draft and your quarterback can't can't be five hundred in three years and and struggles to throw the football. Like I, I watched Lamar today and it was really a disheartening performance, just not a good game from him. Mm-hmm. He's I feel like he's the best version of what Justin Fields could be. Yeah. And it's just like, and that's and he he he's he underachieved like that that Ravens team that game plan today what was that it was terrible yeah Jalen Hurts I mean we yeah. saw Jalen Hurts their downfall and it felt like you know the Niners like to puff their chest out and say hey we provided the blueprint mm-hmm. but you know I I think that Justin Fields may even have a better a little stronger arm than Jalen Hurts but you know Jalen Hurts plays within a system a little bit better mm-hmm. um it like. When things go south, like it's tough to win football games that way without a guy that can make the throws. And I think Cardinals wide, like I think Kyler Murray possesses the the arm talent to do that. Um, real quick before we get out of here, uh, we appreciate people tuning into this audio only version of PHNX Cardinals. Headed to Mobile tomorrow with our, our guy Damon Dog. <clears throat> Gonna get some really good uh just footage from these top prospects. But I was just kind of going down the line and made our own list here, but can't get away from the trenches, Johnny. Like I, I know that, you know, at the top of the draft, you and I are looking at the wide receiver position. And then like yeah. seven, I think you and I are both on record saying like, all right, whoever might be available there at the tackle spot could be somebody that the Arizona Cardinals uh, should look at, you know, Jordan Morgan at a U of A, he'll be out there. Kingsley yeah. from BYU. You got Fontenu from Washington. 
Um, I, I think in the kid out of Oregon State, like they're, they're all going to be out there at Mobile. And I think that that's going to be great. And then looking at the defensive line, as you said, like the Cardinals should be aggressive in free agency, like rebuild yeah. front seven. But I think defensive front wise, like interior defensive line guys, like a lot of the, the prospects that we're excited about from the Byron Murphy's out there is going to be there uh, to kick it into the edge. Like you got to. Adisa Isaac and then Latu, who some people believe out of UCLA could be the top edge. So we're going to get like a firsthand look at those guys and then maybe some of these corners. And then this is such a deep wide receiver class. Like it's not the top guys. We're not going to see the top guys, but I think we're going to see some guys that maybe with one of those third round picks, maybe, you know, down the line, you look at, you know, Xavier Leggett out of uh, South Carolina, uh, Roman Wilson out of Michigan. Uh, Ricky Purcell out of Florida via ASU 6'3", close to 200 pounds. Johnny Wilson, I don't know so much out of Florida State 6'7". I don't know what his separation is about. But, you know, there's there's some really – like this is a stacked senior bowl class that I think we're going to get some good good looks at. this. It's one of the best that I can remember in terms of like – and we are way tapped in more to the draft than we ever have been. We've been doing mock drafts, good health since like beginning of October. So we've been seeing a lot of these guys for like four months now. I I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think the offensive line talent and the pass rushers all lend itself to like, who's going to fall to 27. Mm-hmm. Like you talk Jordan Morgan, obvious target Kingsley, the BYU tackle. We've mocked him. Uh, Fata knew from Washington guard tackle stud. I mean, like uh, Fuego out of Oregon state. Like those are all guys that have been mocked to the Cardinals at pick 27. And I, this, this is a big week. And a lot of those guys can help themselves and become top 20 players. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, and then you throw in obviously, you know, the pass rushers, Latu and and Chris Baswell, I've seen at the back half of the first round. So I, this, this senior bowl feels like, what what can we unwrap at pick 27? And then also, as you mentioned, like this is where they got an eye on Michael Wilson last year and he and he dominated and it led himself to becoming a top 100 pick and a really productive rookie and a staple now moving forward for the Arizona Cardinals passing game. So, yeah, this I mean, it's a good year to have a bunch of picks because the senior bowl is stacked because all these guys feel like they have to go and prove something. So, it you know, this I I love the senior bowl. Uh, just like I love the combine and it really does feel like the, the kicking off to draft season, like is with respect to the East West shrine game and who knows Cardinals may take a player that from the East West shrine game, like mm-hmm. the senior bowl to me truly represents like, Hey, it's go time, like time to improve your team. And this year it just, it feels like an embarrassment of Richard first round riches that are going to be on display in mobile, which is great. Yeah. And I think if you're looking for somebody like who's going to be the next Michael Wilson, I think Purcell fits that mold. Sure. Bree, older prospect, kind of is he, spent, he wore out his eligibility there between Arizona State and Florida. And then Florida, you know, having a down year, being under the radar, not in the picture in the SEC. Like Purcell, like, just seems like a guy who is destined to have one of those weeks in Mobile. Like, I could be wrong. Like, he could just be another guy, just uh, turn into a Jag. But at the same time, like, you're looking for somebody who who's not getting as much love and his flowers as the other receivers. But yeah, man, we're going to be looking at the trenches quite a bit. We'll see what happens with this cornerback class. 
Uh, Kenyon Mitchell out of Toledo is, is somebody that's going to be a hot commodity there. Defensive back out of Toledo. It's already been mocked to the Cardinals at 27th overall. But make sure you're following, of course, at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter, Instagram. We're going to have nonstop coverage. We're going to be the only uh, people from the Phoenix area uh, in Mobile covering this thing for you. So make sure you're, you're, you're locked into all that. Uh, Johnny's got a brand new episode live with you on Monday afternoon. I'll be back with you guys on Tuesday. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. This make sure it, wherever you're listening to your podcast, rate this pod and also leave a review. We appreciate it. And um, have a great uh, rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you live on the show and we'll see you around. We all silly like the mayor. 